Welcome to the Inspiration Show podcast with your host, Natalie Ledwell. If you'd like to tune into the Inspiration Show TV channel and watch all of the episodes, as well as receive six pre-made mind movies valued at $234, please go to www.theinspirationshow.tv. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Now my special passion peep today is Zina Mazika. Now in 2007, Zina was faced with the most difficult challenge of her life when her son Sage was born with a severe birth defect. Now she was barely making ends meet and she had no health insurance to cover Sage's mounting medical costs. So she was determined to earn the income necessary to support the needs of her son and to finance the several surgeries to ensure Sage's survival. Now with her degree in aromatherapy and her love of tea, plus a small collection of money from friends and family, Zina embraced her Ukrainian gypsy ancestry and began peddling her teas out of a cart on the California street corners. Now believing that selling her tins of tea would alter her fate, Zina became a purveyor of hope and the founder of Gypsy Tea. Now Sage is now a healthy little boy um, and Zina has built her Gypsy Tea company to be exceptionally consciously aware. Some of the work that she's doing with the, work, the tea workers overseas, you'll actually be able to hear in this interview, which is just amazing. And she's delighting consumers all around the globe. So I won't hold you up anymore. Enjoy the video. So, hi Zena, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you have a very interesting story and you are someone who lives their life on passion, which makes you uh, an excellent person for the, the Passion Peeps section <laughs> of, of the show. Um, can you share with people your background and your story and, and the amazing life that you're living right now? Yes, it wasn't always amazing. <laughs> My family was gypsy from the Ukraine and they had endured quite a bit through World War II. And I was working on a book about them when I was in my early 20s when I had my son Sage and I was living off the grid and very tight budget and growing my own food and solar panels and very um, humble and um, when Sage was born he needed a very major operation on his kidneys and I didn't have health insurance so I had, uh, had a hobby um, of making herbal medicine and uh, teas. And so I started doing that to make money to pay off his uh, surgery, which he's an 11-year-old, totally healthy boy now, yay. <laughs> and, um, but I had gotten to my core, I was broke, I was a single mom, I didn't have many resources. And so I walked up in the mountains one day and I said, okay God, show me, I'll do whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm at my wit's end and have to support this precious, oh he's such a precious kid. And so. Uh, the words gypsy tea answered me and um you know not like a like the sky didn't part and all of yeah. that but i was like oh i know how to make tea and and it's my hobby maybe i should make that my job so i started with a little tea cart and sage and a baby carrier and yeah. i wheeled it into a friend's store and i started selling tea drinks off this tea cart and packaging little teas in uh, corsage bags and writing little gypsy fortunes of my grandma's you know crazy quips and putting them in there and started selling them and um, after about 10 years of hard work it's taken off right. <laughs> the 10-year overnight success <laughs> so now you have describe the business that you have now okay we 
fund health care for tea workers. Um, it takes about uh, 2,000 plucks for a tea worker to produce one kilogram of tea. That's 2,000 plucks? 2,000 individual plucks like this right, of okay. tea. She has to produce eight kilograms a day. That's 16,000 of these to make a dollar thirty-five. And she has no guaranteed health care, no guaranteed child care, no maternity leave, no retirement, no guaranteed housing. Um, and no guaranteed clean water systems. And so I decided to dedicate my life. Once I found that, that the infant mortality rates in some of the gardens were just extremely high, 70% in some cases, I thought this is unfair and people don't realize it's happening. No. You know, people, they, they drink tea, but they don't understand that as a commodity, you know, it, it is on a global market and it's in its influx in pricing and it's in an auction system so these farmers can't provide anything extra because they never know what they're going to get for their crops so I decided to um, create my business to fund a direct trade model where I work directly with my growers I give them not only a, a strong base price like for instance uh, some competitors might pay 10 or 15 cents a pound we pay like four dollars a pound Wow. So that that's just the difference of, you know, to wrap your mind around. And then we also give an extra dollar for every kilogram that goes directly to the tea workers. And they get to use that for health care, child care. And they're also guaranteed that in these gardens. Right. So where, what country are we talking about? Um, primarily Sri Lanka, um, also India, China. We work with a couple fair trade cooperatives in China, which is very exciting because the Chinese workers need fair trade. And um, Africa, South Africa primarily. Right. And so do you know how many families that you're helping? Well, the, the garden in Sri Lanka that we have um, funded uh, schools and computer learning centers and housing and um, that houses 500 families and there's 2,500 people living in that garden and so we not by ourselves I mean the garden manager is like the Gandhi of our time for the tea world but basically through the profits from the sales of our tea we have funded them to have retirement programs solar on their housing um, school guaranteed there's seven preschools alone on the garden and it's just wow. an amazing process to know that you're making an impact and it only to the consumer it's only a couple pennies a cup yep. but they're literally changing the world like all it takes is choosing that cup of tea over something that's not that cup of tea and all of a sudden you're making a massive difference in the world right. so you basically what I hear you saying that you're not making as much profit as most other tea suppliers. No, I'm not. But, yeah. <laughs> I welcome <Okay>. it. <laughs> Someday I would love to be, but but no, we give that back as a, we we feel that we're making a profit because we are a triple bottom line business where it's people, planet, and profits, and the profits sometimes are. Um, so focused on uh, intervention and ending poverty that you just have to do that because it's not sustainable to have people starving and um, dying of disease and exposed to chemicals and the children not getting educated. No. That's not sustainable. So what I see is I see the profit, you know, it's a hundred year business plan. Yeah, it's not sustainable. It's not acceptable. Either. It's not acceptable. And once you see the truth, mm -hmm. there's no going back. So I spend a lot of time in, in the tea fields. I spend a lot of time talking to the workers ensuring that it's really affecting them in a positive way and you know we can't impose our American standards necessarily on the rest of the world we have to see the world for for what it is inherently and they are a very spiritually minded people and 
I really, the focus to get them out of poverty is, is simply so that all their base needs are met so that they can focus on other things like building, you know, infrastructure and, and, and loving and spending more time praying or whatever that is. You know, if you're worried about where your next meal is going to come from, how can you transform, you know, and, and be joyful? I, I just can't imagine taking advantage of a worker to the point where they're worried about food or shelter or the basics. It's not proper business. Okay, so my next question, question number two, is that I find it's often fine threads or maybe a specific event or something that changes the course of where you were then, being a single mum, to where you are now. So so, uh, what what was that uh, event or that fine thread for you? Well, I think it was my first trip to India. I went by myself and I had saved up the money and Sage was about two and he was staying with my mom and I went over and experienced for myself um, this culture and this meditation practice. I learned to meditate and um, you know, if I could pinpoint any one thing in my life that made my life more successful, it was really going to India, learning to meditate, meeting the workers, being on the ground with them and actually seeing that uh, I could make a difference. So then I kind of got addicted to making a difference. (laughs) Then I was like, oh my gosh, it's only this much money to do this. And it's only, and I was like, oh, and then I became a workaholic freak and worked around the clock for eight years. And then with the birth of my my second child, Mia, who's now 20 months, I decided that it was time to delegate, get some help. But I really think it was meditation and also seeing that the mission and feeling that mission and how motivating the mission is, it makes everything worthwhile. So um, I just can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's um, I find the same thing. I can relate to that with, with the My Movies journey as well. It's the first business where we focus so much on how much we could change and how much we could help and how how we could help so many other people yeah and when you focus more on that then all of a sudden you look around and go wow I have a successful business (laughs) you know how did that happen yeah like I was saying yesterday (laughs) I've never sold a tin of tea in my life Right. <laughs> I, I honestly, I just always think like, oh, how can I delight this person or how can I make her feel rested when she's overworked or how, you know, I think of my customers in this very intimate sort of way, like, oh, she's tired and she's grabbing the kids and she's throwing them in the car and she's got to get to work fast. And, you know, you start thinking about all of this. And you say, what can I give to her? Yeah. And that it's no it's not about me yeah it's about them and then you're more motivated if you make it about you you'll be you know sitting in self-pity or you know wrapped up in your own drama and focusing on the bottom line on the profit and when you focus yeah. too much on that, it doesn't grow. No, and you can hire people to do that sort of thing. It's pretty easy to focus <laughs> on the bottom line. It's much harder to instill a vision in people. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, uh, also, the next question is that in my experience, I know that success doesn't just happen. You know, <laughs> it does require a little bit of work. Um, and I know that most of the successful people that I know, they have a daily routine or they have certain habits that they incorporate to help to keep them on track. What are some of those other habits that you have? Definitely meditation. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Having the space to sit down and to breathe and to make spaciousness. Um, I used to be wrapped up in the the spell of there's not enough time, there's not enough time. I, I, I can't both work very hard, fulfill my mission, 
um, spend time with my children. I, I used to think that there wasn't enough time. And really, meditation teaches you to that that time is uh, malleable. That you can you can really expand time if you simply have the mindfulness to do so. So sitting down in silence and doing my morning meditation has been the way I have learned to be more of a success because yep. it teaches you that there is time. Yeah. And I started out with a timer. Right. A digital timer helps. Yeah. <laughs> I know when I first started meditating, my mistake was that I was using the timer on my phone. Oh. <laughs> and then the phone would ring. I'm like, <laughs> and I actually have already pre-recorded a, a show uh, previously, which you can actually go back in the archives and have a look at, all about meditation as well. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah that and a cup of tea. Meditating in a cup of tea in the morning, and I keep a journal. Yeah. That helps too. So. Awesome. Yeah. Um, now, you are a fantastic person to be able to answer this next question, um, because I get a lot of emails from people saying, well, how do I keep going when everything around me seems to be working against me, or my yeah. whole life looks negative right now? How can I keep positive and how can I move forward? Yeah, you know, it really is your perception because I still come up against that sometimes. And I feel like if you have a daily meditation practice, even if things feel like they're imploding around you, it's almost like you decide to say, here's my line in the sand. And, and beyond this line, I have the space to breathe and to give myself this time in order to be my best self. And that is through, you know, whether it's meditation or going for a run or walking the dog or, or cuddling with your babies, whatever that is, just do it now. And the other thing is, is fake it, smile. I mean, I definitely, every time, like, say I'm stuck in traffic and someone cuts me off or whatever, my first reaction is to be like, ah, you know, I'm like everyone else. And then I just, I really shut it off and I smile. And then I do a breathing exercise where I inhale for 12, wait, I inhale for four and I exhale for 12. And it's kind of a pranayama um, exercise. And that really helps to stop time and to let me say, you know what, things are imploding for a reason. You know, anytime you see change happening, you know it's the gateway to progress. You know you can, um, you know, look at it uh, with perspective and just say, okay, everything's falling apart. Well, guess what? Nothing that's real can ever be threatened. So maybe it's not meant to be anymore. So you just have to be with it and accept it and keep moving. Exactly. I know um, my friend Bob Proctor has this awesome saying. He said, uh, you know, situations don't have a meaning except for the one that you give it. Oh, yeah, exactly. A <laughs> mind is a meaning machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so basically, I mean, what does Byron Katie say? Is it true? Mm. You know, that question, is yeah. it true? I, I definitely will be like, you know, you start to think like, oh, the or, you know, a competitor has done this to me or whatever it is, does it matter? Mm. It really doesn't. The only thing that matters is that you're continuing to follow the path because the only thing that separates a successful entrepreneur from an unsuccessful one is the successful one just kept going. Yeah. I've fallen down 40 million times. I mean, I, I make mistakes every day still, constant. I'm, I'm, you just have to keep going. Absolutely. Be stubborn. Exactly. <laughs> now I have one more question for you. Okay. And it might be hard to narrow it down to just one thing. Okay. But if you could give one piece of advice to people watching the video today uh -huh. of something they can implement in their life right now that would facilitate a positive change. Definitely. What would that one thing be? Um, it would be to get a digital timer, set it for seven minutes, sit cross-legged in a quiet place, 
and close your eyes, inhale through your nose, exhale through your mouth, um, have a soft gaze or have your eyes closed and just learn to sit in silence for seven minutes and all the answers will come. Excellent. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being with us thank today. Thank you Zena. for having me. It's been um, a pleasure. Now, Gypsy Tea, where can people find Gypsy Tea? Uh, uh, you can find it at um, uh, Choice Whole Foods, uh, Ralph's Markets, you know, many uh, grocery markets, as well as um, gypsytea.com, G Y P S Y T E A.com. Right, excellent. And if you want to know more, if you just click on that banner to the side there, you can go through to Zena's website, find out more about the story behind the tea and about Zena herself. Um, so, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me for today. Remember, there'll be another video coming out in a few days. But in the meantime, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love, love without that. limits. I'll see you soon. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Inspiration Show podcast with Natalie Ledwell. Remember, if you'd like to check out the Inspiration Show TV channel and watch videos of all the episodes, as well as receive six pre-made mind movies valued at $234, please go to www.theinspirationshow.tv.